Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. Wow. It is an Amplified Monday. So if you're on the West Coast, wakey, wakey, wakey. And it is time to bring in this week with an Amplified guest. And I am going to have you go right in. Well, actually, Andrea, you are traveling across the U.S., West Coast included. What's been going on out there? We need to get the pulse. What's well, hap- <laughs> what is happening? Andrea, what is happening out there? What's the word? Tell you what's happening. No, no, All right, no. So. Just, no. I just want to know what's happening out there. <laughs> so, it's been a really interesting week. Originally, we came out here because we were going to be participating in this amazing contest with the Keep Smiling movement, where we had kind of had the in that we were kind of maybe a sure in to win. Well, something happened and the event got canceled last minute. But because it's us, Ken, we're the Keep Smiling movement. We turn definitely everything into awesomeness no matter what so what we ended up creating this weekend for yourself i cried the entire weekend but (laughs) well that's okay because you didn't you were here (laughs) with us so i'm not surprised anybody who wasn't with us should be crying well but andrea listen to me i i actually invested 39 dollars. we have new cards that say keep crying i mean that is (laughs) (laughs) well you know sometimes people need to keep crying so i guess we can hand those out (laughs) just as long as they can smile through their tears (laughs) So what we did is I ended up spending the weekend really getting to know Pauline Umps, Crawford Umps, uh, who we've done a Keep Smiling book with before. I was going to say author and multiple author, but one of our treasured authors in that she was probably in our first 20 Keep Smiling books. So she was. That's a sign of intelligence right there when something gets really big and you can go back and say those people believe first. So we love Pauline. Uh, Well, they are definitely a family of firsts because uh, when I had the opportunity to sit uh, not only with her husband, who I'll I'll talk about here in a moment because he's our guest today. Yeah, I know. It is. He is. He is. And with their third partner, uh, Lisa English, who Did you say partner? Partner. I did. It can't came out funny. I was hoping that would just slide past Ken. (laughs) No, I mean, I I know West Coast accents. That was not a West Coast throw in there. (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of slid out, um, <laughs> which I actually spent the evening last night trying to learn a Polish dialect because um, there was a po- lovely Polish couple here, um, and that was definitely not it either. <laughs> but really, we took a really great opportunity this weekend to create an intensive to learn more about who they are, what they're doing in the world, and find out more behind like this plethora of gold that they literally, Jim and his wife, Pauline, are sitting on a gold mine that happens to have rubies and emeralds in it as well. And um, and then last night we had a Keep Smiling um, and Corporate Heart International, which is Pauline's business, uh, along with Lisa and Jim, uh, meet and greet here, mastermind. for. Well, it was supposed to be a three-hour meeting. The people came at 2 and about 11 o'clock last night, I think the last uh, guest left. So it was an extreme, <laughs> intensive, great evening. We had uh, the great opportunity. 
opportunity to have people stand up and say, wait a minute, this Keep Smiling movement is wonderful. Can I get on the phone with you this week and find out how can I really help you? Because you guys need, you need more than just money. You need so much. We can hear how we want to be on board. So I have a meeting with a gentleman who's called the general from Tanked, the TV show. His name is Irwin. Um, He's... um, a great investor and a, a great man who was on the television show where they make fish tanks out of like all kinds of crazy things, like a Volkswagen made into a fish tank. And then it sits in someone's living room and stuff like that. Um, he's an older uh, Jewish man. And uh, of course he kind of fits the berry mold and he's like, come in. I want to find out what you guys got going on uh, to a whole bunch of these, this couple from Poland, who's very interested in seeing how they can serve us. Uh, so I'm telling you what, Ken and all of you listening, this meeting, ended up being such a gift uh, and so what will come from it is wonderful and one of those things is getting to know Dr. James Umps, our guest today. So, Well, I will tell you, I heard through Facebook, the Facebook for those of you who <laughs> use the old lingo, that that meeting was so intense that people were getting small props for their eyelids to keep them open because they wanted <laughs> to see everything, so that's really awesome. <laughs> And that they did. <laughs> so, it, it was a really great day. So, um, oh, there's another piece of that too. Doc, uh, David Berlin, he's not a doctor, but he will be soon because he'd, he'd like to go to uh, Dr. James's school. Um, he is with Bunker Labs, which is a um, veterans organization that we're already in the works of working with as a Keep Smiling movement with um, John Duffy in um, uh, L.A. and San Diego area uh, to um, bring entrepreneurship to veterans. Mm. And Dave Berlin, I met him at TNC last year, and a friend of mine um, was helping me recruit people for the Meet and Greet Mastermind and invited Dave, who said, I already know Andrea, but I didn't know Dave had moved to or lived in Vegas. So he came, and so now we're um, talking about putting Vegas on our tour for the uh, veterans um, entrepreneurship conference that we're um, in the process of planning uh, right now. It looks like it's going to be a six city tour. So <laughs> we'll find out more as Bunker Labs steps up and and um, figures out how they'd like to partner with us with their other agencies in different parts of the world, including in your part of the world, Ken. So I'm telling you what, really cool things are a cooking. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, uh, when you use the words, that phrase, we're in the works for mm-hmm. working with them. I mean, that is like a double work. <laughs> Well, it is. So let me go ahead and do a little work in it right now and tell you about Dr. James Umps. He is the president of the International University of Entrepreneurology, and he's really about taking an innovative approach to entrepreneurship and today's flagging economy. He he wants to paint the picture of future growth that's dented by the illusion that entrepreneurs save the day merely by taking an academic program or two. So with new eyes and 45 years working in in the business, he sees a new open-minded perspective with today's uncertain world. So he's the president of the school. It's a unique virtual school. Ooh, we're getting a little bit of background noise. Uh, no, that's guys. the clapping. That's clapping. Oh, it's clapping? It was people pre-clapping. No, awesome, no, just, awesome. no it was just one person. One oh, person was person. clapping with a tin. With a tin <laughs> you know the little the tin, tin things you use for the yeah. turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're banging on that, and they're so excited about the show. 
Um, <laughs> Getting everyone's attention. Hear, all, hear ye, hear ye. Um, so as the current president of the school, it's a unique virtual school of experiential learning focused on entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, which is the study of principles and values that set aside extraordinary men and women of entrepreneurial skills and talents. The discipline is about merging knowledge and experience filtered through one's imagination and a natural talent for creative endeavors. And this organization has a long-standing reputation and a high credibility um, um, of high credibility. It was established in 1972 by the state of Hawaii by the founder, Professor James Umps. This is R. James Umps's father. And uh, 1921 through 2014. Um, so he passed in 2014. And he's really the founder of Entrepreneurology. And people are so excited. We even have dogs barking for it. They are so thrilled. <laughs> James has gained the greater part of his experience directing and managing corporate trading and human resource development for multinational companies involved in retail and client services with a depth of experience in training, content development, course design and presentation, as well as audited certification. He's always been actively involved in the hands-on daily operations environment. He has 40 years, like we said, 45 plus. He's led the school awarding credentials of entrepreneurology, and he identifies with the issues of the mission of revitalizing stagnant and shrinking economies. So he's worked with people all over the world. He's also a professional musician, a composer, and a writer, and has actually said that he would love to write a song for the Keep Smiling movement. So let's see if he actually puts his promise where his mouth is, which I think we will be very pleased with what he delivers and what he delivers today. Dr. James Umps, we're going to call you Jim today. Jim, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Where did you get that? <laughs> we just make well, it up as we go, Jim. And thank yeah, you for I was say. <laughs> yeah, thank you for letting you, us call you Jim instead of James. My middle name's James. Absolutely. And uh, oh, I don't really? let anyone. Yeah, and I don't let anyone shorten it to Jim. I'm like, you better say James when you say my middle name. So I really appreciate how <laughs> lenient you are with your first name. Hey, um, oh, I heard a joke. You. I heard a joke, and okay. uh, I don't normally start the shows with a joke, but. Andrea thought this was the funniest joke, and I um, i guess I'm still trying to find the punchline, but you got a virtual school with uh, virtual meetings, and you have virtual classes. Why isn't there a virtual certificate or diploma? Uh, Ken, that's a great question, and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to defer to my father's wisdom on this. Uh, he, he once likened what we do to the king's new clothes. He said, to see it, you have to believe it. And that was the problem because people could take their virtual certificate to anybody and say, there it is, and they go, I can't see it. And so, I mean, you could obviously spot a non-believer. Yes, you can. And, you know, I will say that I... I'm so excited about this topic because really this topic is all about believing in something that doesn't exist. And it's creating something that later people say, I can't believe I said this was crazy. It was actually brilliant. And who doesn't defy the odds and change the world but the people that come up with really crazy ideas and actually do whatever it takes to make sure they happen. So God bless you for uh, being an, a foundation, a launch pad, an educator, and really a person that uh, builds the confidence so it actually works. So thank you. Well, uh, thank you for uh, for the compliment. I mean, it's it, it is it can be uh, very uh, uh, 
frustrating at times, but uh, one, one thing, one of the other things I learned from my my dad was that uh, you got to persist, and I and I, then I go back and I see all these quotes from from well known entrepreneurs, and I will I will refer to them as entrepreneurs because clearly there's something a little special about people like uh, I mean other than the obvious about people like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or or uh, Tom Watson or or Sam Walton. So I mean. Uh, and they said, you know, it's it's often the the crazy people in the world that make the greatest change. So um, we're we 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 live among the elite in that in that sense. Yeah, and, and actually, it's funny you use the word frustrating some of the time. I mean, it's really frustrating until you actually create it because it's just problem after problem <laughs> you have to solve, and and it's not really looked at as frustration. It's looked at as a challenge, or it's looked at the next milestone you have to accomplish. But um, that's that's why it's so important that entrepreneurs get every single uh, handicap, but more importantly, a uh, hacker. Uh, way to leverage what they have so they can get where they want to go quicker. Yes. I mean, yes, it was, uh, again, uh, all of these, all of the ones who were overnight successes, as they say, uh, right. they're, uh, the whole, the whole thrust, I, I believe it was Steve Jobs that said, fail early and fail often. That's the shortest path to success. Yes. So, we have a lot of time in this show, and that's not always afforded to us. So I want to give you an opportunity to share your dad's story and vision and what his life was like, as much as you can tell us, since he is indeed the yeah. person who uh, came up with the terminology and also gave you, really, um, a future you want to live into. And it's interesting you say that the one who gave me the, the, uh, the ability to envision uh, to see what he saw and then move beyond that because my, my, some of my siblings, um, they were, they were naysayers of the, of the highest how many, degree. And how many, <laughs> uh, two, two out of six. <laughs> two, and they, two out of six. They were, they were certain. I'm sorry. You said two out of six. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I have I have I have four sisters and uh, five sisters and a brother. Uh, one one sister has already passed. So um, okay. And how many were but, naysayers? Uh, all of them? Uh, no, uh, two two of my my elder sister and the uh, my third sister. They were the, they were the greatest naysayers, and they said you know that they they were sure that I had somehow contracted the disease that they saw in my father. So, but they but, were accurate, um, actually. And I, I'm sorry. They were accurate. You did contract it. Uh, I, yes, they were. They, uh, I absolutely. And I told them proudly. Yes, I do have that that disease, and it, it's it's uh, it was one that over over a period of time I, I had I had worked closely with my father for uh, uh, most of my adult life, but I, I eventually once I once I had been. Uh, let go from every uh, well-paying job that I had. At, the, at that point, I, I was at the point at the point in my life where it just seemed natural to go full time with the uh, with the IUE, which I which I had done. And now to 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 back it up again, you said to tell you what 
what I know of my father. And I, the, uh, I, uh, there's a book called uh, The Fulton, uh, well, it's a book, it's, it's Notes, and we'll get to this, Notes that my father used to present a, a uh, what, I, what I called a, uh, the, it, it's the story of the world's first entrepreneurist and a seminar that changed the world. But leading up to that, my dad was always doing something beyond what he was uh, quote-unquote hired to do. He worked for my grandfather, who was a, had a, a small retail furniture business uh, in Maryland at the time, or in the town I was born in. And, Where's that? Uh, uh, Hancock, Maryland. It's Maryland. about 70 miles uh, east of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of Washington, D.C. Okay. And well, I'm going to have to visit it. I'm in Maryland. In, I'm sorry? I said oh, I'm going to have yes, to visit it. Right. Yeah, it's a, as a matter of fact, a restaurant that my father and his uh, best friend at the time uh, founded in Hancock, Maryland, is still there and still active. Uh, it's called the Park and Dine, which back in the 40s, that, uh, that was the gee whiz <laughs> title for a place. But, um, and it, it still it still exists. So that's um, if you if you get to Hancock, uh, go to the the park and dine. It's no longer in the family, but we understand that they have uh, have kept things pretty much the uh, the way that that uh, my dad and his friend Roger would have would have liked it. So. And where do you live now? Uh, I am, I'm living in Las Vegas. Okay, great. So okay, continue across the yeah. Across the Great Divide, um, but at any rate, when when Dad was was in uh, Hancock making a living, working with his father, um, he saw opportunities, and the, the one that kind of defines, in my mind, uh, what he did in his early years. And I can remember bits and pieces of this. I wasn't that old, but. Uh, in, I, I call the book the Fulton County uh, Fulton County Factory because um, Fulton County is across the Pennsylvania line, and I mean Hancock is where uh, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, Maryland kind of come together. But Fulton County, they were known for their tomato crops every year. It seemed like every every farmer planted at least. Uh, a half acre in in tomatoes, and during the uh, after the after the growing season, they'd set up little stands along the road, and they would sell their their produce to to passersby, and it became relatively well known uh, as a place where you know if you want to get great tomatoes, go down go down here, go to Hancock, go up into Fulton County, you'll find them all over the place, uh, and what. What bothered Pop was the fact that he saw so much waste at the end of the season, and he thought there's got to be something we can do with what's just laying along the the roads now, uh, rotting. And there was a uh, he looked into canning tomatoes, commercially canning them. Found out that it was a relatively simple process; doesn't require uh, a lot of uh, square footage to to set it up. 
And uh, it was, like I say, the process was easy, and he knew that he could find help in the area, uh, be it the, the farmer's wives who knew how to, to scald and skin tomatoes. He, he, he knew he had the labor force. He knew he had the product. And he found a building that was no longer in use by a, an, an old car dealership. And he got it for 10 cents on the dollar, and he set up a tomato canning factory. The product was the name of the product, and I remember cans of these was Iona, I-O-N-A, Iona Tomatoes. Um, should have, it sounded like bad English. I thought it should have been Iona Tomato, but uh, we'll, we'll let it go with that. But getting, getting on with it, uh, and this was in 1940, 1945, 46. And you and, said this, uh, is, this is the, you said this is near West Virginia, right? It's, it, it's in, it was in Hancock, Maryland, actually. Okay, and, and that's kind of... And, but but that's, that's across the Potomac River from West Virginia. Gotcha, because uh, Baltimore was so, a big canning, big canning city. And I was just. Uh huh. Yes. It's, yes. But this, any so he found a way to keep the the crops from spoiling in the field, as it were, and it was he created enough of the product that the then uh, this was during obviously during the war the the uh, government came to him and they said, uh, wow, you know what you're not selling, we'll buy it for the war effort. And uh, they even offered him a deferment uh, to stay and, and run the factory. Um, he was happy about having the, the potential for that, but he decided to join the, uh, the military anyway. But the war was over before he got to see action, gee whiz. Uh, but he, uh, he went on from that to, to other things. Uh, he eventually uh, took the one-store retail outlet, which by that time had moved into West Virginia, and over the course of about 18 months, he had then 10 locations within about a 100-mile radius. Um, and he also, uh, there was a big market for uh, what was a piece of furniture then, a very simple Rocker was a platform rocker, an upholstered piece, piece of furniture with a platform that it rocked on. And he found a family that worked in North Carolina in the furniture manufacturing business. He said, you know, you, what do you work on? Said, we work on platform rockers. He taught them into coming to, uh, to West Virginia. He set up a factory called Pioneer Furniture, and they made uh, platform rockers. And he, it's like he never seemed to get enough uh, enough of a, a, a charge of, you know, once, once things were up and running and working well, he wanted to move on to something else. And that was, that was his, uh, that was what he did until such time as he had a, a falling out with his, uh, with his employer, who oddly enough was my grandfather, his father. And he said, that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, for reasons, uh, I mean, I could explain, but it, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into too much depth. Uh, I'd take up your entire hour. Uh, but he uh, he went back to school, went to the University of Pittsburgh, got his uh, master's degree, 
and he got his uh, PhD. He went to uh, when they when he was going through his PhD program. Um, he within twelve months he had turned in the first draft of uh, his his uh, doctor's thesis, and it was rejected out of hand. And he asked his advisor, he said, what happened? And they said, well, you, they said, you just didn't spend enough time on it. And he said, okay. He spent another six months, submitted again, and again, they, they, they kicked him back right away. And this time, the, his advisor asked the panel, has anybody here read his thesis? And they said, well, no, he hasn't spent enough. They said, no, 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 listen, read it, and then either reject or accept. Once it had been read, they accepted, and he said, he, he told me, he said, what you fail to realize is what this man did was original research, and it was all about entrepreneurship. He had four different, uh, four different populations, that he was, that was surveyed, and he compiled all of the, the all of the information they sent back. And upon that, he built his report about entrepreneurship, uh, past, present, and what he saw as the future. So it was uh, at that point. Once they accepted, they said, "Well, Jim, would you like a position on the faculty?" And they said, "He said, well, of course." And the dean of the School of Business said, now, what you must understand is, I know because you've been out there and you've done all this, you think you know everything, but he said, you're, you're missing the beauty of the theory behind all this. And dad talked to mom when he got home and he said, if it's all about the theory, I just assume move on. And he, he left the University of Pittsburgh. We spent a year in L.A. He was uh, at L.A. State. Uh, he, at that point, he found a, uh, got an offer from USAID to travel to Karachi, Pakistan. This was in 1962, because I had just graduated from high school to Karachi, Pakistan, to establish the College of Business for the University of Karachi, uh, which he and a couple of his colleagues did, and then he moved on to the Ford Foundation, and that's where entrepreneurology finally became, that's where he started to find what he saw as entrepreneurology, the discipline of the, of the entrepreneurist or the, entre, the aspiring entrepreneur, and uh, it just it has grown from there. I've been I was lucky enough to be part of the uh, the formulation of things going forward. So I, that's when Jeff. I was working to keep things moving forward, uh, and that's uh, like Jeff. I say that's the <laughs> that's the truncated version. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, hey, oh, they're good. Can't yeah, there. I am. I am. So, uh, <laughs> so Jim, that was fascinating. And I guess early in the introduction, it was brought to my attention that your dad's work uh, was not published yet. It's not available on Amazon. And so, this story and the the theory and also the application of all these gold nuggets is not available. Is that correct? Right. So, uh, it, it, it has not ever been published. No, and, and a, a, a very quick aside here: it was Pauline. We were I was getting ready to 
pack up. So we were, we were going to overseas. Uh, we had just gotten married. She couldn't stay in the U.S. and I couldn't, I couldn't remain in England. We'd already spent our time or perhaps squandered our time. Uh, and we were going through my garage, going through all of the, the boxed documents and papers that I have. And she was, all of a sudden I noticed she had disappeared. And I go, I looked over and she's reading. I was what are you doing? She says, I just found it. This is really fascinating. And I go, well, what do you got? And I picked up, oh, these were Dan's lecture notes for the, for the uh, 1972 seminar in, in Malaysia. <laughs> and when I had a chance to look at them, I go, oh, yeah. Now I remember they are good, and there's actually there's actually a copy of those notes that was translated for that for that seminar into Chinese, and that was that was published. And I do have a copy of those in Chinese, but as far as uh, as far as something out on uh, that the people could uh, download and and uh, read, no, I do not have that. Yeah, but look, Jim, look at how much uh, China's flourish as a result of reading that they're the number one economic world power and they basically own the united states just because of your dad so that's pretty amazing by itself and and i i'm i'm glad you said that ken because i agree with you 100 percent. an interesting uh, addition to that the minister of economic development who uh invited dad in 1972 to come to taiwan to, to do a seminar uh, he said, I, I want you to speak to them about entrepreneurship. And that was, that was dad's big challenge because he was, he was a professor at the University of Hawaii at the time. And, uh, he said, wow, he says, he was pacing around the apartment and my mother was his, uh, was his personal assistant. And, uh, he said, oh, he says, I'd, what, what can I tell these guys about entrepreneurship? They've been there. They've done it. What can I possibly tell them that, that they don't already know? It's, but it's, he said it's, it's more than entrepreneurship. It's, it's like another level, a, a little higher level of entrepreneurship. And my mother finally got tired of hearing all that. She said, Jim, just call it entrepreneurship and move on. And he, he, he said, wow, I like that word. So he did move on. And Sun Yun Swan, who was the Minister of Economic Development when he was invited, uh, and that was in 1972, two years later, Sun Yun Swan became Premier of Taiwan and was given credit for being the architect of what they call the Taiwan Economic Miracle from 72 to about, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 74 to about 82. And I, I, I said, uh, we're in there somewhere. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make sure that they understand that we are in that mix. So, uh, and, I, and like I say, I really thank you for bringing that point up because I, I believe My it pleasure. sincerely. I have, I have actually some uh, good news and bad news. Which one do you, would you like first? Oh, the, the, give me the good news. <laughs> I'll steal okay. my heart. Okay, but you know the bad news is coming next, okay? Yes, of so, course. Okay, so the good news is Andrea actually came up with this brilliant idea um, before the show, and also she's been writing me during the show to let me know that this work needs to be published in English, and she came up with the title, Keep Smiling, Dreams Happen, The Entrepreneurology Edition. And we would give this to every entrepreneur we meet at every event as, a, as an e-book, but I think this would actually... 
ignite and catalyze all the people that have dreams to know that there is actually um, a result that will occur if they persist and they actually learn the, the, the nuggets that you need to learn in order to actually win. So that's the good news. So we would love to do your book and get this in English. The bad news, unfortunately, is that we do have to go to break. And so Andrea is going to give our sponsors a shout out and then we're going to go to break. And when you come back, you can uh, respond to that. <laughs> so you've been listening to Amplified with Ken Rashawn. We want to thank our sponsors, Big Events USA, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Hit Check, and the Keep Smiling movement, and of course, Voice and America. And Entrepreneurology. <laughs> and entrepreneurology. Um, yeah, definitely uh, corporate uh, corporate hearts, corporate heart international. Um, I believe we should be adding to our list of sponsorship, and that's uh, their business, um, a triad um, of the three for their business with the things that we're going to be moving forward with and the connections that we're going to be making. I think that's an absolutely easy move for us to make. <laughs> I am excited about this move. I am packing right now. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, well, well. First segment. I mean... How would you like to have a dad that was like Walt Disney or the guy who came up with entrepreneurology and was married to the mom who came up with the name? My goodness. So I am so excited. And, you know, I don't even know what the answer is going to be. I mean, Jim could say, listen, I am offended by that offer to make me the best known name in the world. And I am actually not doing the second segment. He could say that. And we're going to find out what he's going to say right now. Jim, <laughs> your response to we publish your dad's story and your story about the importance of entrepreneurism. My response would be, I would be honored if you would do that. Well, this is going to be one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book, because it is why I do what I do and 
as you know, when you're a dreamer and you believe that you have a solution or uh, to a problem in the world or you just have uh, a way of inspiring the world to be a better world, a lot of people are like, now, how are you monetizing this and how do you make money? And they're so perplexed on why you'd even do something so crazy. So thank you for accepting. And we have a, a, a little bit to do in the next couple weeks to get this turned around. But I am so excited you'll be in the top 100 and you will be the only uh, authors that have the same name twice in the first 100 books. So awesome. Power so, couple, definitely. <laughs> yeah, power couple, power couple. And, and, and actually well, power you. lineage. So and then, and then we're gonna we're gonna have a book launch, obviously in Hancock, Maryland. I mean, that's that's a given right there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so uh, from the Park and Dine restaurant, hopefully. <laughs> well, no doubt. So you have a little bit of a drive to come out from Vegas, but uh, it'll be well worth it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, well, I, spent- I could I could fly into the I could fly into the corporate airport across the Potomac River in West Virginia, which is where my uh, my father started what is now the regional executive air terminal for the, for the area. Well, I want to uh, turn this over to Andrea because she spent a lot of time with you guys. But before I do, yeah. I want you to, since the first segment was really about your dad and you did a great job explaining the importance that he had in your life and also the importance he had in society and obviously in China, please tell me uh, the distinction of the baton being handed to you and what's that what that has caused and certainly how we can help you be successful in 2020 with what you want to do for your dad. Well, dad, obviously, uh, dad's dream was always to see his, his envisioned institution, uh, take on a, uh, at least a degree of world prominence. Uh, when he passed, Towards to me, uh, he, he was he was at a point in his life where things, and, and I, I can experience this as well, where things kind of slipped his mind or he wasn't completely focused unless I was sitting across the desk from him. And then he, he was absolutely alive and so animated and so back into what I remember as, as the man that I worked with so many years. And uh, I was also... Uh, having my own uh, battle with, uh, with health issues. So things kind of, uh, they didn't slip through the cracks, but they were in danger of doing that. And I, I as, as the holder of the baton at that point, uh, my, my mission seemed to be just to keep, to keep it alive, to keep this thing from, from just going away. And uh, we, I, I have managed to do that. The, uh, the IUE was, it was uh, formed in the state of Hawaii in 1972, and uh, it is uh, now uh, 48 years old. So at least it's been here. It is, we have always seen that it did something uh, to the extent that we could, but uh, it has. Uh, it has been uh, certainly uh, not an uphill battle, but it, it, it's, it has drained uh, res- the, some of our resources. Uh, but the, like I say, what he, what he instilled in me, the love for what we were capable 
of, of passing along the information, the the perception, the 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 very well. We have. I, I continued working on what we call the principles of entrepreneurship, uh, and I have continued to work on things like that. Uh, obviously, we still maintain uh, the the website. So I mean, it's while it hasn't done what I would uh, I had hoped that it would. Uh, I, I with the with the help of Pauline and those who also saw the value in what we had, I've been able to keep it alive and viable. And uh, the I've also continued to work on various uh, various products, uh, be it uh, uh, course uh, course content, um, the the various needs. I, my in addition to music, my I've, I've been very good at uh, putting words uh, and phrases together. So I've been able to create an awful lot of written material documenting uh, the ideas that, that Dad and I would play with from time to time. So it's uh, the I feel good that it's still alive. I feel good that it's that we continue. We've continued to do things. Uh, for and with the uh, the institution, and uh, given the opportunity, uh, I would like to take it much much further. And uh, whether that's me or somebody on the other side of, of my my reign, um, it's got to it's got to go. The simply because the, the time is now. There was an old ad by uh, Orson Welles, I think, it was Taylor mm-hmm. Winery. They said, we will sell no wine before it's time. I keep telling myself, it's time. It's time. It's well, time. So, Jim, it is time. So I want you to be a little more specific. And, I, and then Andrea has a question for you as well. But I want you to be specific about this year being the time. What does this year look like with regard to either our collaboration or publishing of your dad's story and yours or just – what is your vision that would be accelerated to actually happen? How is it measurable this year? Declare it, because I actually want to hear it so I can actually help you get there. Yeah, well, and and you know, with you know, without uh, without sounding uh, like I'm I'm pandering, the, the, a major step forward would be the publication. Uh, those lecture notes and, and the, the piece that I wrote as a, as basically as a forward. Um, there's so much really good information in there. And uh, I, uh, I think that the collaboration with, with uh, you and, uh, and Andrea, that it's just that, that's going to be the launching pad um, because the, it's, Obvious to me that the that the time uh, that the time for for separating and moving forward uh, with uh, by taking a fresh look at what entrepreneurship is and to understand what entrepreneurship is uh, the the younger generations are still looking for something that they can hang their hat on. And I, it is my honest opinion 
that this is it. And and as long as we uh, as long as we hold true to the values that got us here. In other words, looking, you know, as it's the you know observation, perseverance, uh, following it very quickly. Uh, my father came up with an acronym called CRIMP. And I, I, I love this one. CRIMP is C-R-I-M-P, creativity, risk, uh, imagination, independence, innovation. Uh, uh, I, I always slow down on, on M. It's, uh, I'll come back to that one. <laughs> and, of course, P, passion, uh, perseverance. But it's mo- uh, M is motivation. So, I mean, these five things, these are the things that really have, Dad calls them the unteachables. And it's something that we have to understand, open it up so that people can learn what they need to know rather than us shoving something at them, facilitators rather than professors in, in, a, in a large sense. Well, I'm going to tell you something real quick, Jim, because you put the ump in umps. And UMPS actually stands for Opportunity, Motivation, Persistence, Success. Very good. And you know, for good all job, the acronyms, that, that's, that is beautiful. For all of it. Well, and, and here, here's a good one for you, Ken. I have <laughs> always been asked time and time again, oh, what does UMPS stand for? I said, it's not an acronym. That's my last name. Thank you for giving me the right answer. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, it, it Jim, follows in what, the right order. That's the amazing part. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things I want the listeners to, you know, to understand is not only did your dad, you know, create all of this with entrepreneurship, but he provided the catalyst for people to identify who that like because people often when they're an entrepreneur are questioning, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right place? Am I in the right path? And really, you know, going through the list of things that he set up, there's a checklist in here of like, are you the entrepreneur or the uh, pseudo entrepreneur, you know, and, and to right. go through it. And, and, and one of the pieces that I, I'm going to mention, and then I want you to talk about, but because it, it, I, I was thinking about Ken is, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurologist, has and displays a good sense of humor. A pseudo one uh, shows little humor that tends to be somewhat sarcastic. And that is something that we've noticed with the Keep Smiling movement, that the people who are most abundant in their world as far as joy and be- finding success is humor. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what your dad, and was he a funny guy as well as, you know, this amazing Man, <laughs> uh, he he did have a good sense of humor, and that was and that that only makes it easier to work with somebody if they do have a sense of humor because there are sometimes a sense of humor will get you keep you from getting fired. <laughs> well, Jim, I got I got to say something. Um, I'm thinking about how to accelerate what your dad did and what you have had the guts to continue doing, and. It's having, obviously, it be published and having it associated, I think, with smiles because smiles are about value. Uh, They're about solving problems. They're about um, inspiration. And they're about abundance. So I came up with this. If we focus on turning what your dad's vision is into 
an incubator system, an investment shark tank system, and a mastermind system, I think uh, we'll see this take off like a rocket. I That sounds absolutely viable. It does. And I want to say that we're probably going to have you back, Arn. And before we do, I want to ask a question to you about how important uh-huh. your wife is to you because she is someone that actually caused us to finally get to you and your dad virtually. So uh-huh. talk about talk about how important Pauline is, and then we're going to go to rapid fire. Uh, now Pauline, as I said, uh, we we met, and I'll, I'll try to compress this as much as I can. We, we met at a conference neither one of us wanted to be at uh, in, uh, in Budapest, Hungary, uh, back in 2011. And uh, we, over, over two days, uh, got to know each other, uh, and not intimately, but... Uh, we decided, well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch. She gave me her email address. I gave her mine. And uh, over the next six months, we wrote uh, 45,000 words in, in emails back and forth. Uh, because there was, there, you, you look across the, 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 the lobby of a, of a hotel, and you see this woman, and you go, wow, who's she married to? Uh, <laughs> And like I said, over the next day, we had a chance to get to know each other, and then over the next six months, we got a chance to know each other, know each other better. And then she came to Las Vegas. Uh, she was here for 10 days. On the eighth day, I proposed, and the rest, as they say, is history. But she was the one that dug out Dad's notes. So, I mean, the, the, the old expression, nothing happens by accident. Right. Uh, absolutely true. And here's the one that I want to send to you is... What attracted me most was the smile that I could see from across an entire, a large uh, uh, level. That smile was beautiful. That's fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and go into rapid fire. And as we both know, there's so much more that we could say in this show, but we want to get as many questions quickly answered. So quick question, quick answer. So talk about a, uh, don't talk about a book. Give an answer of a book or two that changed your life. Um, Illusions by Richard Bach. Okay, Andre. What's a song that really gets you ramped up? Uh, actually, it goes the other way. It gets me ramped back up, and the songs drift away. Drift away by Dobie Gray. Yes. Yes. How about that? How about by Dobie Gray? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you know, if I wasn't a quick computer with music, I'm telling you what, I wouldn't just give up on Amplified. So uh, let's go with a movie that is a go-to that inspires you, or two. I'm sorry? The- you can give one or two movies that inspire you. Uh, oh, um, this is like Password Pass. <laughs> can I come back to that, maybe? If you If you have never seen a movie that inspires you, yes, you can. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Go ahead, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll come back to that. Uh, Jim, as an engineer mind, he'll come back to that one. So uh, while you're okay. thinking of your movie, Jim, what's a superhuman or a, yeah, like superhuman power that you would love to have? Uh, super speed. Speed. <laughs> and who's the person? 
who is the person you'd like to meet that is no longer alive and a person you'd like to meet that is alive that you have not met? The person I'd like to meet that's not alive at this point in my life, because I, I remember bits and pieces not enough, and that is my grandfather, James F. Um, and the uh, person I'd like to meet that's alive is uh, Simon Sinek. Nice. So are you the third? I am a third, yes, but we all have different middle names. Okay, cool. Andrea? Uh, Jim, as a child, what was your favorite game to play? Uh, <laughs> I can go seek outdoors. <laughs> All right. Well, we're kind of getting close to wrap up here, so you can give me a quote you live by. Uh, Albert Einstein, imagination is more important than knowledge. And would you like to revisit the movie or pass again? Uh, I'll pass on that one. I can. <laughs> okay, then I'll just I'll give an answer for you. It's uh, the Notebook. There you go. I just saw it this weekend. Great, great movie. So uh, go ahead. And love watch it. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. All yeah. right, Andrea, go ahead and give the, uh, the sponsorship shout out. And Jim, you've been amplified. And I have to tell you, we are so excited that on live radio, you accepted our proposal to do one of the 100 books that is going to be sent to all the major media stations for how smiles and entrepreneurship brings joy, love, and hope to the world. So thank you. And thank our sponsors you. that we choose to thank are Voice America, Big Events USA, The Red Carpet Connection, Corporate Heart International, and The Umbrella Syndicate, along with the Keep Smiling Movement. God bless. So we'll be back next week. And if you know somebody that is inspiring the world and bringing hope and joy to the world, please connect us with them because we're down to our 10 count of 100 books that need to go to the media to wake the world up that there is hope, there is love, and most importantly, there is value in smiling. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.